0: The Heat are in unfamiliar territory after dropping game one versus Denver as MVP Nikola Jokic lazily dominated in the game. The Nuggets had full control of. Is there a way that Heat can adjust to even up the series, or is Miami simply outclassed for the first time this postseason? We break down what went right, who's to blame, and answer your questions on today's NBA Finals edition of Locked On Heat.
1: You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, here with David Mill. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day, recording this after Game 1 of the NBA Finals. I'm here in Denver, David, uh, and at the arena. It felt like this one got out of hand early on. The Nuggets got out to that early lead. The crowd was getting into it. Um, The Heat looked tired after their series against the Celtics. The Nuggets looked spry in comparison. And in person, you could really just see how much bigger the Denver Nuggets are, how much bigger they are than the Miami Heat specifically. And they just crushed them in the paint. Uh, And I just felt like... So many of the shots that the Nuggets got were way too easy, uncharacteristic of Miami's defense. Um, Is that kind of what you thought and saw watching it at home?
0: Yeah, the, those things came through uh, on the TV screen as well. Like uh, especially Michael Porter Jr., I think was a big difference maker. Right? He's not exactly known for his defense, but he had a couple blocked shots. He was just a big body that you had to contend with. He's able to get his shot off over almost any heat player other than Bam and Abayo, and he wasn't really switched onto him all that much. Jokic certainly just a big body in the paint, taking up space. Uh, not really looking for his shot all that aggressively because he didn't need to. Bam did a fairly decent job of defending him as well as anybody can, and he still wound up with a 27-point triple-double. Uh, so, it, yeah, the size uh, and offensive flow were certainly on point. They were huge advantages over Miami, who weren't able to capitalize on some open looks and looked somewhat discombobulated for most of the game, just never really able to impose their will. They couldn't really establish anything you had talked about trying to limit any of the things that Denver does well. And they really couldn't do that at any point again. Uh,
1: and, and just to go back on the size thing, I thought a big part of that was because the, the sheer force that Denver plays with, right? Nikola Jokic just um, one of the things I noticed about the heats defense early on was that they were sprinting back on defense in transition because they knew they had to establish position early on uh, in order and kind of do their positioning homework early because sure. if they didn't, you know, obviously, these guys are just going to get right to the basket. But even when they did that, David, it was like, Nikoli would was like, all right, cool, you're right there, Bam, or whoever. Like, I'm just going to sure. put a, a, an elbow or a shoulder into you and just plow right through you. And for the most part, it worked. They were, they were, just, they were playing in the restricted area so much early on. And um, you think about, like, Aaron Gordon, 12 points in that first quarter, just going to the basket over and over and over again. And I think some of that was just defensive breakdowns, not being prepared necessarily for how aggressive Aaron Gordon was going to be in that first yeah. quarter from like a cutting perspective. But also I think one of the reasons Aaron Gordon was so aggressive was because he saw Kayla Martin or Max Strus or Gabe Vincent in front of him. And he was like, all right, dinner time, let me go. And I, I, I just, again, I, I keep going back to that. Just felt like the heat were on their heels because the nuggets kept knocking them back onto their heels.
0: That's fair. Uh, a lot of mismatches. I think he caught Gabe uh, on switch. Uh, Vincent switched onto him a number of times down low. Yeah. Soon, and that's just easy money uh you know they they threw everything didn't have any answers for them on offense no no, not at all uh adjusted a little bit throughout the course of the game able to cut what was a 24 point lead down to nine late in the fourth quarter but that was too little too late uh mostly due to some hot shooting from some unexpected players like haywood highsmith and kyle larry uh we'll talk about that a little bit later in the game but uh miami just didn't have any flow Uh, it, it look I was watching a game, and what seems to me is that it kind of really – the game followed all of Nikola Jokic's personality and his his just the way he dominates the court. It was just very slow but very precise, quick when it needed Collected. to be. But they kind of yeah, – yeah, lulled into – like Miami felt like they were lulled into sleep. Uh, Denver not really speeding the game up, but a little bit. Like Miami just wasn't playing to the same pace that we'd seen for most of this postseason – and Denver was really in control of what was the pace throughout the all 48 minutes for for almost the whole entirety of it with the exception of maybe when Jokic was out for a brief stint and then again late in the game Miami just yeah. never really seemed to catch up to the kind of speed that Denver wanted to play at they were able to execute the, their offensive sets really effectively moving the ball very very well and it's so much easier when you have such a great player like Jokic who can do so much read the defense And even when you're defending well, all of a sudden, uh, just a back cut at the last second, and uh, all of a sudden it just kills momentum. There was this one play when Miami was building a little bit of a run. I think it was in the third quarter, and Jeff Green caught Duncan Robinson on a back door. Robinson missed it completely. Jeff Green went in for an easy layup, and and Miami just seemed to kind of wither away from that. Every time they cut the lead to 10 or 9, Denver responded twice in the fourth quarter with a 6-0 run. To continue to say no, no, we've got this. We're not all that uncomfortable. That, that, You're was not, when, like that was when that was when Jokic
1: anything. came back in. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was. Look, I, the Denver's bench got outscored in this game, despite the sort of blowout As nature we expected, of it. Yeah. They got yeah. the Heat got rolled by that starting lineup. Rolled. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. was a plus twenty. Aaron Gordon was a plus fifteen. Jokic was a plus fourteen. KCP was a plus five. Jamal Murray was a plus nine. And all of yeah. Miami's starters, other than Gabe Vincent, who was just a zero, were in the were in the negative plus minus. Um, but I, I do think if you could take something away from this is that Miami's bench is still maybe better than Denver's bench, but Denver could just play their guys more, right? Like, Jokic yeah. sort of only played 40 minutes. You know, KCP only played 36 minutes. Like, they could – Aaron Gordon only played 36 minutes. They could play their guys more if they have to. Um, I I, I, I want to ask you this question, and I, I hesitate to even ask it, but I'm going to do it anyway. It felt like the Heat just got dominated in this game, and I don't know – that outside of a fourth quarter that you're right, it felt like the Heat found some things, but I also do wonder how much Denver just took their foot off the gas in that fourth quarter and kind of let them climb back into it. And look, every time the Heat made a run, the Nuggets put Jokic in and the run stopped and the the Nuggets went back up by 14 points or whatever it was. So uh, as long as Jokic was on the court, I didn't see any answers that the Heat had, right? And it, it was a question that you and I had coming into this series. It's only game one, but I just—I'm going to ask it, and I hesitate to do it. I'm going to ask you this anyway: Are the Heat doomed? Is this—is this pretty much over?
0: No, doomed is too strong. Um, it, it does feel like they were outclassed, uh, and yet we've seen Miami be able to make adjustments. I, I, we go back to that game two in Milwaukee. When you say outclassed, were...
1: what does that mean? I'm sorry to, t- but like to be more more specific, what does outclassed
0: mean? I, I, I think that, again they they just controlled every facet of the game. They were dominating and as and playing to their identity. Yeah, again, I said the same point. Was it so? Know, it was an execution thing or was it a talent thing? Talent, talent size,
1: whatever me, you want yeah, to call it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, yeah, too too vague for me to to use that as a descriptor. But I think the size is there. The passing, the execution, were all there. They knew what they wanted to do. Not to say that Miami didn't, but Miami couldn't execute. And and look, I think the process for Miami was mostly good, but when it resulted in a wide-open three-point attempt for either Caleb Martin or Max Struess or Duncan Robinson and those shots didn't fall, that's kind of demoralizing, and it just makes you look like a much worse team. So there are... There are points of improvement for Miami, certainly, and I know on the Denver side you can say, "Well, Michael Porter Jr. struggled with his three point shot," or you know, a couple Yeah, I didn't think it was the best Nuggets Could have game. stepped up, I, no, it yeah, wasn't. It, it wasn't was the best and game, and that's what I mean by outclass. So, but at the same time, though, we've seen Miami be able to respond, and I and I was I was saying before, you look at the game two in that Milwaukee series where they lost Giannis, and then they they had that historic three point shooting night, and neither of us and most of Heat fandom. Wasn't quite sure if Miami was going to figure out a way of responding. They absolutely did, and maybe it's just, just that simple. But it kind of feels it's yeah, it maybe. I feel like it, that was it it not say though, that, in, in Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it kind of feels like you know it requires Jimmy Butler to be historically good in order for for Miami to have any kind of a chance. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Jimmy when we get the blame pie,
1: but I we've seen it happen. But even in the Milwaukee series, it was different because like you said that the bucks just shot like 50%, whatever it was from three point range in that game. And the reason we thought it was over was because we thought, okay, well, Giannis wasn't in that game. And we thought, well, you got to win these games that Giannis isn't playing. Now Giannis is going to come back. And now the heat are going to face the top seed in the East with the, maybe the best player in the league. That's why we thought it was over. Not because the manner with which they got rolled in game two. Um, I when, I when I'm not, I, I hesitated to ask you the question in the first place because I don't think that the Heat are doomed. I don't think by no. losing, I thought they were going to lose game one. I thought it was too quick a turnaround. The mm-hmm. Nuggets are have 10 yeah. games rest. I, th- I thought they were going to lose tonight. Okay. I fully expected this to happen. Uh, but to me, that's the side. It doesn't even have that talent, whatever. I know that you don't love that term, but just the, the size. Like word, I don't yeah. know that. The,
0: yeah.
1: I, I just don't know that the Heat, like, I, you're talking about execution. I'm like, I don't know. I kinda is of, if the, the heat can execute till the 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 sun comes up and they're just never gonna be taller. You know, they're never gonna be bigger. I, I don't know that I, I think at some point that is going to matter. Um and I think it really I think it mattered a lot here in game one. Um, but to your point, if they make more threes, this game looks different because now you're able to set your defense a little bit more. You're able to play positional basketball. You're not getting scrambled in transition, even though the Nuggets did not score a ton of points in transition, but don't let that fool yeah, you. Did a good you job get the way. scrambled matchups, they they slow it down to the half court, so those are no, no longer considered transition points. But the, the matchups are all scrambled. And that's how you end up with a Max Drews or a Gabe Vincent on Aaron Gordon or Nikola Jokic, right? So um, I think if you make more shots, obviously, you're, you're going to be better. They made more threes than the, the Nuggets did. They made 13. The Nuggets made eight. I don't know that that matters all that much. Uh, but we are going to talk about uh, who is to blame for this loss. Who needs to step up more specifically in game two after this? But first,
0: David, tell listeners about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA Finals because right now new customers can going to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, It's a, they've got great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and most importantly, you get paid instantly. There's no better place uh, to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet of up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: Thanks for making On Heat your first listen every day. Every day, we're going to be back on Sunday night with our reactions to Game 2. Well, David, it's that smell of a smelly, smelly loss. It's time to get into the kitchen and whip up some NBA Finals blame pie. Uh, we got 10 slices of blame pie to hang out. You mentioned Jimmy Butler before. Let's start right there. Jimmy, 6 of 14 tonight, 13 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. But the thing that stands out to me, David, and I'm sure it's the same thing that stands out to you, zero free throw attempts. That cannot happen.
0: Yeah, I, I think Denver did a really good job of defending him. Uh, and, I, and I mentioned to you via text, I think they gave up a lot of their offensive possessions, like, or, or defensively rather. They gave up, uh, you know, trying to, they, they gave up, they allowed Bam to take many more shot attempts than he might normally do so because I think they were trying to key in on stopping Jimmy and and forcing everybody else to put up contested threes and things of that sort. So they were more than willing to accept 26 shot attempts from Bam and a bio on the night. He was very solid. Very, very good game overall, I'd say. And not just from a scoring perspective, but doing everything else as well as he possibly could. But as far as Jimmy was concerned, yeah. I, I don't I I'll have to re-watch it because, I, I mean, it seems like he was just taken out of the game almost completely. Like, he was a very much a non-factor. Very few ISO attempts from him. Uh, whenever he did get an open look or what could have been maybe a semi-contested shot, he passed out of that kind of swingy to another three-point attempt. Again, those weren't hitting. And so it was just more of a playmaking type Jimmy rather than, all right, I'm going to dominate sort of game from Jimmy Butler. And I think that's what a lot of Heat fans were looking for. and It, it might be just exactly what Miami needs in order for them to get a, a chance at victory. So for Jimmy, I'd start off probably with, a, I'd say, three slices of plain pie. That's fine. Um, I,
1: I, I guess I'm not shocked when we get facilitating mode Jimmy Butler for three quarters. And he didn't. And usually he takes over in the fourth quarter since the ankle injury. That's kind of right. been his his M.O. But with Bam playing so well, to your point in the fourth quarter, I think he was just happy to do that. But there was moments there was definitely moments like Jimmy and that fourth quarter drove, drew the double, kicked out to Haywood Highsmith in the corner. And that's what made it a nine point game with two and a half minutes left. Right. When Highsmith yeah. hit that corner three. I think if and he was doing that so much of the game. And yeah. if Miami is making the three pointers off of Jimmy's kicks, it looks like yes. a much better Jimmy Butler game, just if, sure. just in that. That said, I, I'm just gonna go back. I don't I don't have a problem with that for the most part. There are a couple of shots at the rim that he passed up, but like whatever. That's Jimmy Butler. That's just sort of what you get in the first three quarters. But you know, I thought he was a little bit more aggressive at times in that fourth quarter. Bam out of bio, rebounding off of a missed free throw on Denver, running the break, and then Jimmy Butler just uh, sprinting to the basket and, and bam, finding them in transition. Like that's the yeah, kind of stuff. Like pass. if you're gonna play through Bam, which I think is gonna be the the game plan here for Miami. I yeah. thought their offensive game plan was pretty sound. I like the idea of playing through Bam the way that Denver plays through Jokic. But Jimmy has to be better at doing that. It can't be Jimmy offense here and then sort of the Bam everybody move five man everybody eat offense there. They have to merge the two right. And that would I don't think they merged those two offenses in this series. It worked against Boston, the two separate offenses. It worked against New York to a different degree, the two different offenses. It's not gonna work against this offense. It's not gonna work if you want to keep up with the Nuggets. They need to figure out a way to get more to those like high-low actions, the way they, we saw at the, the closing game against Milwaukee with Bam facilitating Jimmy Butler on those on those cuts. Like again, just turn Bam into Jokic Light. Just make him your version of that on offense. And I think you're gonna see just better results. That said, I thought the heat's process was pretty sound. I didn't have a problem necessarily with the shots that they were getting. I think their shot quality without looking at it was overall pretty good, but I, the Jimmy Butler just does have to be more aggressive, getting to the basket, drawing contact, not just to get to the free throw line where the heat had a 14 point disparity in foul shots that you could argue that that was the game, right? Just the foul shots. But the Nuggets earned their foul shots because all they did was pound the glass and get to the rim, and the Heat didn't, right? They were, like, settling yeah. for those three-pointers that weren't falling. Jimmy Butler's just got to do a better job, not just because of that, but you also want to get some of these Denver Nuggets into foul trouble, throw off their rotation rhythms, get them into that bench that Miami obviously has an advantage over. That's going to be a key, and Jimmy Butler's a big part of that. So three slices sounds good to me. We can move on to any of the three-point shooters. We could just well, I had throw a, them all into quick, one big high.
0: Yeah, I had a quick question for you, though. Do you think it's – it's advisable for Miami to kind of take the ball out of Bam's hand as much and not play through him in order to let Jimmy kind of go to work? Or do you think that there's a way for them to marry the two together and still have it be uh, you know, much more dominating than it was today? Like, I, I think there were no, a couple that's kind of that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. No, but, that, that high-low think... stuff with Bam, like, get, him, get
1: Jimmy as the cutter. That's what, Like, get rid of that ISO stuff. Like, against Aaron God. Gordon, it's not working. Like, I mean, obviously yeah, you're going to get a little bit of that with the switch, but you could do that with the Bam out of bio. Jimmy Butler pick and roll like you're going to have pick and rolls. I'm not saying like Bam has to make the play every time, just like Jamal Murray makes plays for Denver. Like Jokic makes the plays like 90% of the time. But, you know, I do think that there's a way to marry the two. And and I there's been examples of it.
0: I, I just wish he probably would have swung it out you know not not swung it out a, a little bit more frequently like just like as you said if he had just been a little bit more aggressive and putting pressure on the rim getting foul calls etc because we've seen him be so much more effective in that regard yeah. and i know Denver's with the pump uh, thing, all that stuff yeah 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 he, he didn't really try to do that too much so i wonder like the, a comment here uh, you know saying that Jimmy wanted bam to get his juices flowing. yeah, I think he kind of had that attitude about the whole team. you know the finals is where you step up even even in the bubble run, like he wasn't dominant that game one and they kind of you know said, you know what? okay, if this is what's gonna take for me to win, that's when he has that historic outing in game two. and I, I don't know that he's setting us up for something similarly. But I think he wanted to see who responded tonight and whether or not it was going to be required of him to kind of step up. And again, this is not taking credit away from Denver's defense. They did a really good job of mitigating what Jimmy could do. But I do think that Jimmy recognizes, and he kind of said as much. I think you asked a question about him being more aggressive Mm -hmm. uh, in this game, and and he accepted the fact that it's on him. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to get to the line more. That's not on anybody else, and nobody can impact it other than him.
1: This whole game, even on Denver's side, it kind of felt like two boxers in round one just sort of feeling each other out. Um, yeah. I think maybe Miami a little bit more so. They went pretty yeah. deep in their bench, right? Yeah. Um, they were comfortable. Ten guy, uh, nine guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Max Struess, 0 for 9. Yeah. Duncan Robinson, 1 for 5. This is from three-point range. Um, Caleb, just 1 for 2. Gabe was pretty good, 5 of 10. Very good. They need to be... Very good, uh, but specific to Duncan and Max, they need to be a lot better. I don't know that there's much more to say other than that is they had open shots, they just missed them. Duncan Robinson, like dribbling, sidestepping, kind of having all the time in the world, and just clanking one off the backboard uh, late in the game. Yeah. And they just they need they just need to make shots. And I think that the Heat need to shoot, and the floor is forty percent that's what they got to shoot. It's what they shot against Milwaukee, it's what they shot against Boston. They were shot 33% tonight, 13 of 39. I like the attempts that they got. I like them getting up 39 attempts. That to me is a good number. It's right yeah. where you want to be, close to 40, but you got to make 40%. If you don't, I think this series is over. I don't I don't see the way the Heat win a game in this series if they're not shooting 40% uh, besides like some crazy like bad shooting performance by Denver or something weird wonky happening, but you got to hit yeah. that 40% I think watermark.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, we saw that through most of the. This isn't, this isn't the Knicks. Uh, you know, you can't afford to shoot badly against them and still wind up winning the game handily against the Nuggets, who are just too good, too precise, and have too many ways of attacking and scoring. Um, yeah. you know, as we said, they, they weren't even. They didn't even play their best game, and they were still in full control tonight. And while Miami certainly played much, much worse and had opportunities there they need to, the margin for error is much smaller with Miami and a big part of erasing that margin is by just shooting at an astronomically high rate, 40% or better. Besides shooting,
1: what do the Heat need to do in order to fix things before game two? That's what we're going to talk about next here on Locked on Heat. Thank you for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Every day or as we're going to be back Sunday night with our reactions to game two and that's what we're talking about right now, this question comes from Justin. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions on Twitter. Using that hashtag, AskLOE. Of course, you can reach us, lockedonheat@gmail.com, gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, and all those platforms. Justin writes in, besides the terrible shooting, what do the Heat need to fix to take game two? So we already covered the shooting. David, what are you looking at in terms of fixes for Miami going into the next one on Sunday night?
0: Uh, I don't think Cody Zeller can play uh, in the game. I think that's a big part of it. I'm not sure what – I Depends mean, he was – Yeah, he, he just – There's no role for him out there. He's not athletic enough to actually apply rim pressure. He's not mobile enough to switch onto anybody else, and he doesn't really challenge Jokic. He wasn't looking to aggressively attack Cody Zeller either, although it seems pretty obvious that he could have dominated that matchup. So I think that's certainly a thing. I don't know if Kevin Love playing makes any difference or not. Do you think that there were moments throughout the game where Love might have been uh, an impactful player? I don't know, but I was surprised that we didn't see him just to find
1: out. You know, I actually thought tonight we'd see both Zeller and Kevin Love just to sort of like just both throwing stuff out there and just to see who worked where like kind of what chemistry clicked, you know what I mean? And and the fact that Zeller played seven minutes off the bench, like look, the heat can't not like they, they can't play BAM 48 minutes in these games. Like there's just no way to do it. He played no, 40 minutes in this so one. Much. Yeah. You he could do more like he might have to end up playing like 43, 44 minutes, you know, in in in, in basically for now on but i was a little still, surprised sure. that we didn't see yeah it's gonna you know and i'm surprised we didn't see kevin love a little bit just to, just to try it i don't know that it would have worked who knows just but just to try it especially on a night where you needed some three point shooting like maybe kevin love can help you if you're trying to maybe keep up with denver's offense i don't know um i didn't think that, i didn't maybe it looked different on tv i didn't think the zeller minutes were as bad as i thought people said they were they just weren't good i i, I just don't really know what the expectations are for zeller other than just being a large human right Standing in front of Nikola Jokic, and I thought he did that. I don't think that he was bad at being a large human. He's the largest human that the Heat have right now, and the Heat needs size. So, I don't know. I, I didn't hate the minutes, but I don't think that you could even. I don't think you can afford to play him seven plus either. I think you got to cut those. Yeah, they, they just seem
0: the back center you go with. They just seem like they're meandering out there with him. Uh, you know, you, you either go zone, and it feels like they're able to change things up enough to make Denver even a, a little bit uncomfortable. On some possessions, they figured it out. On some others too, so it kind of balanced all out in the wash. The zone there, only worked when Jokic wasn't on the court. To my point earlier, for sure, for sure. I I don't yeah. I don't know that they ran many zone possessions when he was on the floor. But either way, I, I didn't they, notice they it. were trying. Yeah, so I I think that's part of it. Uh And then Bam, you know, doing a pretty good, admirable job going one on one, defending him, uh Jokic one on one. So it just it, when you when Zeller's out there, it just becomes this kind of amorphous defense where nothing really seems to work and you're hoping for maybe a little bit more pick-and-roll action where he can get to the rim and, and finish at a high level, and that wasn't the case either. Nobody really able to make uh, any kind of entry passes to him or just kind of work that situation with him. Uh, and so it's just – you know, it was fine. It was mostly fine, whatever. Not great, not not terrible perhaps. As far as other adjustments they can make, I mean, I think we talked about already finding a way to be aggressive, getting to the line a little bit more I think is crucial. Yeah, that's for, to me the Miami main thing. Yeah, two foul shots, and the both of them were by Haywood Highsmith. Yeah.
1: Zero from the starters. That's unbelievable. It is. I can understand Bam. The word. It is the perfect word, David. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't believe. I, it. I,
0: I can understand Bam not getting to the line more because I, I don't think that was like he was either attacking the rim when he was wide open or cutting off ball, or you know he was taking that uh, you know uncontested jumper in, 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 in the painted but not area. not even once. Like not even
1: just like a hack on the mid range shot. Like not once. Not one time. There were a
0: couple. I mean, again, maybe it was by watching it on TV. There were a couple moments there where there were clear push offs in the Denver side. I know you don't want to really get into an officiating discussion. I know, but I'll, I think it, our listeners and viewers do want to at least have us. Did you think the officiating was
1: the reason for the free throw discrepancy? No.
0: Oh, yes. That all—that's uh, okay. hundred percent. I, I think that's fair. Like, wait, they're, they're... What? you thought
1: the officials were the reason for the free throw discrepancy?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I do think. I think there were calls. Huh. I, I, I think it's not a hundred favorable. That yes, Go ahead. I think there were. There was you know there was a lot of ticky tech calls. I think in Denver's favor, like where you know where Jokic kind of slopes his way and kind of drags his big body around, and next thing you know, he kind of flings his arms up in the air. And it's like yeah, that's a call, obviously, and it's not. It shouldn't have been a call. Conversely, you had Bam getting knocked down on one side. You had, you know, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, kind of throwing that elbow, similarly to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, to create space. Duncan went dropped to the floor at one point. Gabe Vincent was sent down hard at one point. Neither got a foul call. Those could have been, should have been, in my opinion, offensive fouls, and maybe that kind of makes them a little bit more hesitant. It's not, it's not worth focusing on uh, for us or our fans well, or the team. No, fans I mean, if you think
1: I, the officiating was the reason, I mean that. 14th free of it. throw discrepancy in a game that you lost by about that much. If you think the officiating was that bad, I didn't I didn't get that sense. I Look, ticky-tack fouls here and there, whatever. You earn those. You earn the tiki tack fouls by getting to the rim over and over and over again. And Denver did. You earn those tiki tack foul calls. And I didn't feel like the them. Heat ever even – yeah, I, whatever. Like, I just didn't – like, you got to give – it's a numbers game. You give yourself a chance by getting to the rim more and more and more. And just it's a percentage game. Like, the more you get to the basket, the more you force the issue – the the better the uh, the chances are of you getting a good whistle in your favor. In Miami, I just didn't really see a time in this game where I'm like, yeah, they're they're getting they're getting screwed by the officiating here because they're obviously getting to the the rim, they're trying their best and they're they're missing out on and one opportunities. Like, I didn't see any of that. I just saw a finesse team out there for Miami tonight. They didn't play with force. When we're talking about adjustments to get back to Justin's question here for game 2, I think they figured out a few things here, again, going back to that fourth quarter, some of that transition by run, let Bam run the break, get guys cutting and moving and screening and all that stuff, playing with more energy, more force, all that stuff. I do wonder, okay, tired legs coming off that series with the, with the Celtics, Nuggets having 10 days off. The Nuggets looked super energetic tonight. Uh, they were all over the court, and I just felt like Miami was not completely dialed in and was not playing with as much force as we've seen. At their peaks in these playoffs, yeah. I do question if they can reach that peak anymore at this point in the postseason. Right. Physically, they have there's a toll that has been taken. But um, to me, the biggest adjustment is just play better, put more force, get to the rim, set those screens, set those stronger screens uh, and, and try to leverage your speed and just mm-hmm. and just go from point A to point B. Just like like I said, the be- their best possessions in the fourth quarter was just slash to the basket. Just get there. And, and don't do all this other stuff. So just just get to the basket, set an off-ball screen, cut back door, have Bam facilitate. I think all of that stuff is stuff that they could build on. Uh, let's move on.
0: I got two quick questions for you, though. not that anybody's asked right, right. now, but uh, would you consider replacing Duncan with Struess in the starting lineup? No, not now. Okay. I wouldn't do that. Not in Game 2. All right. Uh, is Game 2 a must-win for Miami? No. No. You think they can drop both in Denver and still have a chance in the series?
1: Well, you got to win both at home and then it goes back to Denver.
0: No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I, mean, I know that's, I know that's, but I, I think you have to get a They don't here have here to win a game. If they're going to
1: win this series, they don't have to win a game in Denver until game seven. Like when you're talking about <laughs> must win, would they prefer to win game two? Yeah. Obviously, you'd rather come home with the split. But I, yeah, no, you could, you could drop these two, go home to Miami, and then you could just go back and forth at home. Until Game Seven, then obviously you'd have to win in Denver. Then, then you would have. Then I would consider Game Seven a must-win, but that's not breaking news. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's end, let's end it on this one. Uh, Jeff writes in: Do you think we can win the finals with Jimmy scoring under twenty?
0: I'm going to say no. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I I think we might need him to score over thirty at least. Uh, I mean, probably closer the to thirty-five points per game.
1: What was the number I, I gave? Recall. That's like that's like round one. Uh, um, uh, round one, Jimmy Butler. I don't know if that, that one exists consistently. Yeah, no, I it, think it might not combined, be Bam and Jimmy. Combined, Bam and Jimmy have to get, get to 50. That's what I said in the preview. Bam that's and fair. Jimmy have to get to 50 combined. What it, 26 plus 13, help me with the math, David. 39, yes. Yeah, so I just short of that. So 11 points short. I got that one right. 11 points short. Uh, 50 so they if if i think this bam game is really good C- keep doing this bam stuff he would have had more than five assists if some guys made shots keep this bam thing going play through him get jimmy some easier buckets early on and then let jimmy take over later in the game if if max if duncan if these guys start making threes i think they're just the overall tenor of the game just feels different even defensively for miami what the set defense uh I'll, are the heat doomed no uh, I did expect that the Heat were going to lose this game given the short rest, given how much rest Denver yeah. had and how good the Nuggets are and how much of a different team and different matchup and different challenge they present to the Heat. And they have not played yeah. a team in the playoffs, anything close to what the Denver Nuggets do. So I think there's going to be a little bit of adjustment period. I trust Jimmy yeah. and Spo and Bam and Kyle and all these guys to go back and, and figure this thing out. And I don't know that they'll win game two. Nobody does, but I do I, – I, I'm – I feel good in saying that I think it's going to be a much more competitive game, too.
0: Yeah, I'm walking a line between, on the pessimistic side, knowing how comfortable Denver looked and that Miami really just couldn't do much to phase them, although maybe that would not have been the case had they been able to hit a couple more of their perimeter shots, and then that kind of forces Denver's defense to adjust a little bit. But at the same time, I I also trust that Jimmy, Eric Spolster, Bama DeBio, Kyle Lowry, and this high-IQ team can figure out what went wrong in game one and say, okay, this is what we need to do differently in game two, win or lose. I, I would expect like you that they'll make some adjustments and that they'll keep it much more tightly contested. It should be a really fun, tough challenge on Sunday night. And of course we'll have the recap for you
1: then. In the meantime, thanks again for making lockdown heat your first listen. Every day dayers. every day dayers, we're going to be back Sunday night with our reactions to game two. So hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Thanks to everybody who tuned in to watch us live uh, remember you can follow us on the podcast app, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Spotify wherever you get it. David, thanks for joining me. Should I see should Enjoy. I show the, the folks who tuned in this long the uh, my, my view of ball ball center? Ball arena. Yeah. Not ball center.
0: Ball, ball center. arena. Do this? arena. Ball Let me center. Do this. Nice. Look at that. Good luck. Isn't there. that
1: nice? There you go. Is anybody else
0: there at the time?
1: People cleaning up. I don't know. There's a couple T V guys down there doing TV things.
0: Oh, a lot of media. So good for them but hey it's your but, first uh, nba finals in person that's uh, good stuff
1: on the road yeah so fun times yeah. we'll be back sunday
0: <laughs> all right